Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Happy Women's History Month. This is a woman-led podcast, so it's only right that we dedicate this episode to all the amazing women in sports. And that can be athletes, coaches, on-air talent, managers, producers, writers, any role. We see you. We appreciate you. Me and Cass, we've had every role under the sun in sports. Literally. <laughs> we've done it all. I actually, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but I used to be a coach back in 2018. What a hard job. Yeah, it is extremely difficult. Like any position you take in sports, I feel like, whether you're even a producer on a show mm-hmm. or just anything you're doing, whether you're the reporter, the coach, the athlete, I feel like just being a woman in sports makes it 10 times harder. And that's not even like an excuse like, oh, it's harder. It's just like facts. Yeah, it's it's such a challenge. And um, that's why I enjoy months like this one where we celebrate them, celebrate women like ourselves, because we're breaking glass ceilings every day, whether it's broadcasted or not. And we're going to continue to do that until there are no firsts left. Like I literally just read something on Bleacher Report. There's a woman named Maya Shaka. She just made history as the first black woman named to the NFL officiating staff. Like that's crazy in 2021 that we still have like first black woman, first woman, like first, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And it happens often too. Like there's so many roles that like women haven't touched yet that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. Um, like recently baseball, like one of the Florida teams, the manager. Oh yeah. The first, uh, woman GM. Yes. I used to say I was gonna, I was gonna be the first <laughs> woman GM <laughs> of a baseball team. Give me the second. <laughs> I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I want that role anymore. I mean, it's stressful. Very, very stressful. Have you ever been the first woman anything like in a space in sports i don't think i've been the first but i've been the only woman oh yeah um you know where we went to school (laughs) um i think i've talked to you about this before um in a lot of my sports classes i'm not sure if it was like my year of graduating because then like those classes line up but in all of my sports classes Like, my sports focus, like, sports reporting, sports writing, all the sports focus classes. I was the only girl in them. And, honestly, most people were cool. There were a couple people. Like, one time, we were talking to our professor, just, like, you know, how you talk about sports, like, with your friend, like, very casual. Like, you're all, like, contributing to the conversation. So, I'm sitting in the back. And, like, if you know me, you know I cannot, like, stop talking. Like, I talk a lot. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, I always tell people, tell me to stop talking. I won't be offended. Like, I just talk and talk. So, obviously, I'm contributing to the conversation. So, they were talking about something, and I didn't agree with them. And I said what I said. And this one kid sitting in front of me, he just looks at me, turns back around, and they just all ignore what I'm talking. Like, I was talking, and they just ignore everything I was saying. Like, it was going in one ear and out the other. I ended up being right, too. I argue with people. I started arguing with people in the second grade and like... (laughs) I kicked a kid because he's, he's a Giants fan. Um, it's just, like, about proving yourself, I guess. So I wouldn't necessarily say, like, I was the first woman. But 
I've been the only woman and it's basically you proving yourself and then if you say something they just discount it but I have to say like all my internships um I interned at like NBC Sports, CBS Sports and they've all been like really cool like I loved my coworkers. I yeah I had the same experience so we Cass and I both interned at NBC Sports Group in Connecticut not at the same time but we definitely um both worked there I think I did it right after you yeah yeah, yeah. it was right after me and I was in two departments while I was there. The second department I was in was Olympics production. That was the first time I'd ever been on a team that was just women. And that was honestly one of the selling points for me. Because I, I was like, that is unheard of. Like, all women. And it was such a good experience. And I had such a good time in that role. Because up until that point, I was definitely like Cass just talked about, either the only girl or the first girl. So when I was a coach, um, it was me and two other coaches that were like on my level. And then the guy in charge of us, there was two guys in charge of us. So it was what, that's four guys and then me. And I wasn't just coaching one gender. I was coaching um, young kids, boy and girl. So I was the only like woman representation for the young girls, which I mean, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Like I think I did a good job personally. And I mean, my staff also felt the same way, but it would have been nice to have other women present for these girls. Like I'm only one person and there's all different types of women. You know what I mean? And that's why we always stress proper representation. Um, But before that, I was the first woman to be a manager for the St. John's baseball team. And that was hard. That was so, so hard. And I never used to admit that to people, especially when I was in the role, because I didn't want people to think that I was complaining or that I wasn't fit for the job. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of women do that. You never want to come off as you're ungrateful or that you can't hold your own because it, 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 seems quote-unquote weak or something but when I was in that role and people would ask me oh my god like how do you like it are you enjoying yourself because on the outside looking in it seems so glamorous right and I would be like oh it's great I'm having such a good time I was so stressed out I was overworked and arguably underappreciated which happens a lot to uh, women in this industry and I did it for two and a half years I stuck it out And I feel like we don't talk enough about how lonely it is being the first. It's always necessary to fill that role. And having women like Maya Shaka, who I just um, talked about earlier, it's really important to break those barriers. But we don't talk about how hard it is being the first. It's very lonely. It can be very emotionally taxing. And you have a lot of moments where you just want to quit, especially in my case where, like, I wasn't just the only woman. I was also, like, the only black person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, imagine terrible. that. It, it was... How were the um, players, like, treated you? Depends on the player. Like, mm. there were um, – it was a good amount of them where I had good relationships with them, mm-hmm. really nice people, really funny <laughs> went out of their way to make sure that I was comfortable. And there were also a good amount of them who 
honestly, if someone would have asked them, like, do you know um, someone named Chrissy? She's a manager for your team. They probably would be like, who? Just did not even know I was there. Or maybe they mm-hmm. didn't know and just didn't care to acknowledge me. And that was just what I had to deal with. Like, I would walk yeah. in. Some people just would not speak. And at first, I was just like, that's weird. But I kind of just let it rock. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not here for you. I'm here for me to get my experience, to put my time in. And I'm so glad I did it because having that experience on my resume opened a lot of doors for me. No, that's um, so good. It gave me like People would ask me. I'm like, I've asked you a few times how baseball was. Yeah, it was was hard. Especially, like, so I was a manager in high school. Mm -hmm. And, um that was different because I had other girls that were managing with me and I was cool with everybody on the baseball team. It was a lot more diverse. I went to a really diverse high school and our team was diverse and diverse ish, I'll say. Um, and it was more of like a, a family vibe and it wasn't like that when I was doing it at St. John's. So it was an adjustment. Yeah. That is kind of how it was in my high school. Um, I guess for New York City standards, I went to a small high school. Like, everyone knew each other. Mm-hmm. Like, every single person. Like you said, my high school was so diverse. Like, crazy diverse. Obviously, being in New York City, it's bound to be. But it was just not like that at all. Like, everyone knew I wanted to do my sports. Everyone knew I liked sports. Um, All my friends were, like, the football players and the basketball team. And they'd always talk to me about sports. Um, The coaches, basketball coaches, knew what I wanted to do. You know, I did cheerleading, but they would let me just, like, watch the games up close and stuff like that. And when I got to St. John's, it was like we went a few years back. I'm just like, what? (laughs) Also, I have another comment. I totally forgot about this. Chrissy, you know who the person is, but I can't expose them on here. Okay. (laughs) I won't say their name. I'll tell you after, though. Okay. Because they're literally a professional who works in sports and can be fired. And it's just not necessary, but it's, I think it's funny. It's not really funny because now I'm self-conscious about it, but it is. <laughs> so I was, um, I want to say, okay, so I was in a studio once doing a segment, a sports segment, and then I watched it back with someone so they can give me like tips and stuff. And okay, when I raise my eyebrow, I talk with my eyebrows, I guess. And when I raise my eyebrows, I have lines in my forehead, like you know which is point, normal it's like we're human yeah, you know i have lines in my forehead at this point i must have been like 20 or something and the person reviewing my like segment mentioned it mentioned the lines in my forehead they were like i'm like using they he like, <laughs> okay well um you're very expressive with your face maybe um try not talking with your eyebrows because you see how your forehead scrunches up I feel like I know like, who you're talking You do. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to pay for my Botox? <laughs> right. Because then it's like, they tell you to be expressive. And I'm just like, whatever. You're going to pay for my Botox. But I just feel like as a girl, you have to always look good. Like, it's annoying. It's not annoying, but it's like, we're just held to a higher standard. Absolutely. Like, it's cute for guys to have wrinkles and stuff. But my natural forehead lines, I can't lift my eyebrows when I talk because I'm expressive with my face. Like, he literally pointed out. And I'm like... My mom will let me get Botox. Like, I've asked her. Like, God forbid I have a normal face. Like, it's <laughs> yes, you're supposed to be presentable on camera, but it's more so about what I'm saying. I've seen, let me not. No, like, it's here, some, then... some questionable people on camera who don't carry themselves yes. well, but no one says anything. Okay, because they're men. Son, 
yeah so my hair was done my makeup was done i was wearing it like i looked put together sorry i have lines to my forehead when i talk oh it gets better so then i worked and like i'm not offended i was offended but i'm not offended like you know what i mean like i'm not like out to get this man but then i was i worked on his project you could say like on the production side of it so i'd have to watch him on the screen every week and this man had lines to his forehead (laughs) and i'm like why like he raises his eyebrows too the jokes write themselves truly. and i'm like i'm like i can't I'm, I'm like you know i'm no one but like i'm just watching him on the screen i'm watching his lines like who who cares if your lines to your for like everyone does like i'm not gonna go and get botox at 20 like you know what i mean right like it was just i was just like you literally have lines to your forehead like <laughs> and you definitely know who i'm talking about but we'll discuss that after it's really horrible. I went home and told my mom. My mom's like, you want me to go speak to him? Oh, God. And I'm like, Mom, no, no, no. We cannot do that. Like, <laughs> like this. No, you cannot go tell a talent that you want to speak to them because they told their daughter not to speak with their <laughs> wrinkly forehead. I um, met up with my mentee, I think this time last year, and she was telling me that a news director was watching her reel I don't know if it was a director or a professor, but somebody was watching her reel. And I saw her reel and I thought the content was great. And I'm giving her my feedback. And she was saying like the first thing that they said to her was that she needed to lose weight. Hmm. And I'm like, why is that your like initial thought when her content was so good and she looked great? Uh, This is no offense to any like men out there, but like, some of them are not in shape. Exactly. Exactly. That's so messed up. What the heck? Oh my god, I hate it here. Like what? It's like what does it have to do something. with anything? Like, like I have stories for days about just <laughs> how ridiculous. It's it's almost like you kind of have to laugh at some point because if you don't, I promise you, you will cry. Like this industry can really hurt your feelings not even just um I don't even want to just make it about this industry just being a woman a lot of things that people say or do to you if you let it it could break you like even back to just being um working in baseball I remember I was doing my job dressed like everybody else there like I had my um I had the same gear as them so it wasn't like I, I didn't blend in with the rest of the staff or the players. I had a camera in my hand. I was recording practice. And <laughs> he wasn't a parent. You know what? I don't want to say who. He was a family member of one of the players there. And he walks up to me. No, he, okay. So he walks up to my friend because um, Cass knows her, Zoe. Zoe was there with me at practice that day. And he walks up to my friend and asks if we were groupies. What? This grown man. He sees that I'm in uniform. He sees that I have the camera. He saw me working the entire time. And, I mean, maybe he didn't know Zoe's role. Not that it's his business. But even if we were, you ask if we're groupies. What did she say? 
she was just like, no. Like Zoe's very I can picture it. That's why I'm asking. Zoe's very nonchalant. Like she's not argumentative, but she'll she'll definitely yes. give you like the look, like, why would you say that to me? Yeah. And she's walked away. And it was just like the, it blew my mind. No, it's crazy. Like, yeah, like you said, you have to laugh about it. You have to. Like now I laugh at the wrinkle on my forehead story because like I've had them since I was little. Like it's not like I'm developing wrinkles at 20. It's just like that's my forehead. Like you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to focus on that, mind you, cameras have smoothing effects, okay? Like, exactly. Number two, also, I think, like, it's hard because, like, you know, like, what you're doing. Like, women are ten times more prepared than men just because of that. But at the same time, like, when you're getting questioned and, like, you know you're going to be questioned for everything you do, like, you start to doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I get flustered and then I do make mistakes sometimes because it's, like, they're, like – they're like oh this just started that and it's like I already know it but like you pushing me is like you know I get flustered yeah I had to train myself not to be afraid to join in on like certain conversations that I know I'm more than well versed to be like a part of yeah because I was scared that if I gave my input the conversation would shift from whatever sports topic we're talking about to oh, how do you know about this? Or like, what do you know about X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Like, it would, it would just like kind of deter me from saying anything at all. To the point yeah, where yeah. if I'm out and there's guys present and like there's a game on TV, like I'll watch it in silence. Like sometimes I won't even say anything and I'll just like keep my thoughts to myself. It depends on who I'm with, but. No, it does depend. And I feel like, for example, like when I was interning at NBC, like my coworkers there, like the people I worked with, like in the video, the digital video section, you know, I love my coworkers. I always talk about them. They're, they were literally the nicest people. It was like two, two of us girls and then like four guys or something, but they were literally the best. I still talked to them. They were so nice. And I remember, um, actually this guy had tweeted me on Twitter, something really mean about like how I, they're always like, Oh, like you can't do that from the kitchen. You don't know anything. They said something like that. And then they were like, don't listen to them. They were just being so cool about it. So I feel like I'm more comfortable to talk about it in, like, a sports setting, like, at an internship with, like, my coworkers or, like, yeah. working with my coworkers. But I think it's worse when you're out in public, like, when you're watching a game and there are guys around you and they're drinking their beers. Like, I'm not even yeah. going to start. Like, because, number one, they're going to just start being annoying. Like, what do you know about this? Number two. At the end of the day, I probably know more than them because I feel like we overcompensate. You know what I mean? We do. And so. I don't I don't think it's a matter of like like if I sit there and watch a game in silence, like trust me, it's on purpose. I'm not doing it because I'm like afraid of confrontation. It's just like, I don't, don't want to be bothered. Bother. Yeah, like <laughs> I do not want to be bothered. Please okay. do not ask me questions. I'm trying yep. to focus. And I know you mm-hmm. are too. So stop talking to me and trying to it turns into twenty one questions. Like now, now we're playing trivia. Well, yeah. do you know this? Yes, and do yes, you know yes. that? And it's like, like do you, you? Don't even know it? It's crazy. Um, and also people are like, oh yeah, but there's more like, cause like obviously every year like more and more women are being hired. Um, I'm kind of referring to like the digital aspect of it, just because like that's what we're in. And they're like, oh, but there's like a reporter who's a woman. There's just that's a woman. I'm like, majority of the time they're putting the woman there just to say they have a woman there yeah which is like sad but it's true like in in football especially you don't see any woman in the box doing play-by-play or analyzing like it's all sideline reporting that's true yes like 
obviously like NBA has a couple, but like even still NBA, it's most like, you know what I mean? Like 99% men. And then women always stick to sideline reporting. Like why? Why? Because what? They're like, oh, but they didn't play it. So what? 80% of play-by-play and color analysts didn't play it either. There are the exceptions. Like, you know, they put Tony Romo up there and other people, but there's a lot of them that never played it in their life. What, because they're a guy? Anyways, it's just frustrating. I'm going to go on a rant, so I'm going to stop myself there. That's what I was saying. I'm like, we could go on and on for days. Like, Yeah, we can. It's always something. Chrissy, we're 21 minutes into it. Oh, good. It feels okay. like five minutes, but like you can go on and on. Like There's so much more right. to say, but like this is like the gist of it. <laughs> right. So Cass and I decided to choose one woman each in sports that we wanted to shed some light on today i don't know who her pick is and she doesn't know who mine is so i'm excited to see like or to hear who you chose and why okay so the person that i chose is well known everyone listening to this is probably going to know her but first i'm gonna preface it by saying she went to my high school i know who it is went to my high school and before I just focus on her, I need to say my high school is so good for basketball, especially football's getting better, but they always go to states, the men and women's. However, the women's basketball team is even better than the men's basketball team at my school, but the men's basketball team gets more attention, obviously, but the women are so good. Um, In my grade, one girl was Gatorade player of the year. I graduated with her, my friend. She went to Virginia. Another girl went to Virginia Tech, and then a girl right now is playing at Notre Dame and she went to my high school. Like the women's basketball team at my high school is so, so good. Um, and the athlete that I'm going to talk about is Sue Bird because she I went to my it. high school. <laughs> um, but honorable mention, Tina Charles also went to my high school and Shami Coldsclaw. So there have been so many like great women athletes to come out of my high school. And I just wanted to focus on that. So um, if you don't know, I went to Christ King High School in Queens. I can say that because you can literally Google Sue Bird and it tells you. Um, But I wanted to highlight her for a few different reasons. So first, I guess um, I'm going to go over like her accolades, I guess you can say. Well, she was obviously born and raised in New York. She went to school here. Um, So let's just get into her accolades first and I'll talk about what she does and why I like her so much so let's see like I don't even know where to start she has so many uh I guess okay so college went to UConn and then her professional career so honestly probably everyone knows this but she got drafted to the Seattle Storm and she was there for many years and then let's see I'm trying to figure out how to even put this there's so much about her um she plays for usa basketball then she went overseas okay this is better so she was a four-time WNBA champion 2004 2010 2008 2020 and then she was an 11-time WNBA all-star i'm not going to read out all those days but from 2012 to 2018 she was an all-star 11 times Five times WNBA first team, three times WNBA second team, three times WNBA assist leader, and two times WNBA peak performer, and then she's the all-time assist leader in the WNBA. That was her professional career. 
well her like you know after college career and then in college she was a two times national champion uh three times nancy lieberman award nasmith college player of the year women's national player of the year associated press women's college basketball player of the year <laughs> Senior class award, Big East Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Year, and a Honda Sports Award. There's more. This was just college and her professional career, ladies. And then Team USA. She's a four-time Olympic gold medalist, four consecutive Olympics, four times FIBA World FIBA World Cup gold medalist, and 2006 FIBA World Cup bronze medalist. And then international because she played overseas as well. Five times EuroLeague champion and two times EuroLeague All-Star. So that is just like her sports accolades. But I chose her for also another reason. So first, um, she publicly came out as a lesbian in 2017. Um, Megan Rapinoe she dates. So that's like a power couple. I think that's the best athletic couple ever. But um. They became the first same-sex couple on the cover of ESPN's The Body Issue. Mm-hmm. And for, like, the past few years, um, Sue Bird has partnered with, like, Z-Girls. It's an organization. Um, and she said it's her favorite nonprofit. And basically, it just, like, leads programs for, like, younger girls in sports, like, younger athletes. And it supports their development, their life skills, and it empowers them. So I think all are not only is she a great player, but she's helping the other female athletes the younger generation so she's showing them like it can be done but at the same time she's also helping them and I just love her and she went to my high school so I'm a bit biased but I chose Sue Bird (laughs) I love Sue Bird it was a mouthful I love her too and she just is so successful but like if you watch her in an interview she's so nice and outgoing and like she's such a sweetheart she is she's so nice and outgoing and her and Megan Rapinoe they did like the gq like ask each other questions video yeah and i watched it recently and they were just like so playful going back and forth and like it's just crazy like they're so nice and she's so good at what she does and she's helping others so that's and my she's girl. an activist we love an activist yes exactly yeah she and she's not only not just a z girls like literally she fights for like racial justice um wo- like woman equality like literally everything you can think of she obviously lgbtq plus rights so um yeah she's just amazing so that's why and she's a great athlete so that's why i chose her that was a good pick thank you thank you it was tough i was like who am i gonna pick and then do i want to pick her only because like i don't want it to be it's not a basic pick but like i didn't want people to think it was like the easy pick because like everyone knows who she is but she did go to my high school so like i love her especially but i was like that's a good pick because i mean and then I was going to do Megan Rapinoe. I didn't know which one. <laughs> but I chose Super. That's my girl. So I had a um, a hard time picking as well. There's so many options. But when I went into my selection process, I was like, I don't want it to be too obvious of a choice or like someone that I talk about a lot. Like I wanted to be someone who we as a sports community maybe don't talk about as much anymore. And I also wanted it to be someone I have like an emotional connection to, like how you are with Sue Bird. Yeah. So after deep thought, this is going to be so random. Like you're probably, you're not going to see this coming. I chose 
figure skater Michelle Kwan. Wow. I like right, it. super random. No, it's a good thing, though. <laughs> now, I am no figure skater. And ask anybody that knows me. Anytime it's like winter and the skating rinks are open up and someone asks me to go figure skating, or not figure skating, but like, you know, it's ice skating. I say no. <laughs> like, I do not want to go skate. I don't really enjoy it. And I tried ice hockey as a kid, too. Also, fun fact. It was not fun. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have a good time. Like, I'm just not fit for the ice. Like, that blade is so thin. And it's just open ice. And it just reminds me of being in open water. Don't like it. Do not like it. But I have such an appreciation for ice skaters. And it started out... As a kid, like I have very vivid memories watching Michelle Kwan compete with my mom and um, just being really like mesmerized by how graceful she was on the ice. And Michelle Kwan is one of my mom and my grandmom's favorite athletes. So, you know, naturally seeing them get excited to watch her, it made me interested too. But like it didn't take me long to understand the hype. Like, she is the most decorated figure skater in U.S. history. She has two Olympic medals, a silver that she got in 1998 and a bronze in 2002. She never got a gold, which I think is not fair, but we don't have to get into that today. Um, she's a five-time world champion and a nine-time U.S. champion. And throughout her career from like the late 90s to the 2000s, because she retired in 2006, she was one of the world's like most renowned athletes man or woman like for me she's one of the first since we're talking about women I'll say she's one of the first women athletes that I remember being more than her sport like I would see her on tv I would see her in ads I would Mm -hmm. see her in magazines on billboards like she was with she had endorsements for Campbell's Disney Kraft McDonald's got milk do people do got milk ads anymore no bring it back Please, because that was like, it was like Got Milk, Wheaties, Campbell's, like those were like the big things for athletes. At least that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. And I always thought it was so cool, like the milk mustache. I love those ads. And then you'd see like your celebrity down and you'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. And I remember seeing her and she had, she also had endorsements with like United Airlines. She had a multi-year deal with um, Chevrolet. Like she was working and she was on TV shows like. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She was on The Simpsons. And she was an Ice Princess. Have you ever seen Ice Princess? Chrissy? <clears throat> Chrissy. Do you like, like that movie? When, yes. When you mentioned how like figure skating is hard in that, I was going to wait till you were done talking because I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> I was literally going to be like, I watched Ice Princess. Obviously, this was when we were younger. I watched Ice Princess. It was one of mine and my sister's favorite movies. And you remember the scene where she has to break into her new shoes? Mm-hmm. That movie made me realize how hard figure skating is. Because obviously it's hard to begin with. But, like, honestly, it's one of the hardest things ever. And I was literally going to mention that. <clears throat> it is such a challenging sport. I can't and ice skate. That's why I don't go I ice skate. I can't either. I, I, don't, I don't like it. Like, like, I've, like my cousins, <clears throat> like, every winter they go to Rockefeller Center. And they're like, let's go ice skating. And I tried like twice every time i go i go on i hold on to the edge i don't even go around one time and i get off (laughs) it's just a waste of money for me like i can't ice skate i can't roller skate like so it's so difficult i prefer roller skating over ice skating if i had to pick i prefer roller skating but 
if I really had to pick, none. I just, like, I wish I could, but, like, I just can't. <laughs> Going on the ice and if you get around the rink a few times, just, like, holding your balance, that is an accomplishment. That's so an issue. I can't hold my balance. Like, it's so hard. So seeing these figure skaters just, yeah. I mean, they just move so gracefully, so effortlessly. It's just, I, I had no other choice but to just, like, appreciate it as a kid. And I don't know. I have, like, this, this, like, childhood love for Michelle Kwan. So she was the first person that came to mind when I was like, okay, I want to choose someone really special. Like, I don't want to choose the obvious people. Like, I talk a lot about um, Serena and, like, Naomi and... I really like, like, I love Sue Bird, like you. I like Diana Taurasi. I like, you know, all the the girls that are out today. But Michelle, you know, she's been low-key since her retirement. She's done, like, um, commentating and stuff. She's done, like, you know, guest appearances or whatever. But she's not um, actively competing anymore. But she's still, she's one of the greatest ice skaters ever. Like, that is a fact. That's not even just my opinion. She's one of no, the greatest fact. ice skaters ever. Okay. Chrissy, we're on the same page today because you mentioned Serena Williams, and I was going to ask you who you were thinking about picking. Yeah. She's another no-brainer, too. I mean... Yeah. Obviously, she popped into my head, but, like, I was like, I thought... I was like, maybe Chrissy's going to pick her. That can but, be our joint pick, Serena. Yeah, our joint pick, but I was going to pick... Um, I was just going to do the women's basketball team at my school, at my high school. Oh, so that's like, so nice. Yeah, I was like, let me focus on Subert only because, like, so I did cheerleading in high school. And obviously, we'd always go to the cheer for the guys games. And the boys' basketball team just always got special treatment. And it's like, the girls' basketball team, they were both amazing. But, like, the girls' basketball team was better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that didn't even matter. Like, the guys, I mean, the girls got special treatment too, don't get me wrong. But, like, the guys was on the next level. Like, the gym would be packed for the guys' games. Not that, like, packed for the girls' games. Or people would always be like, oh, like, he's going here, he's going here. And, like, even though they were still acknowledged, like, it just wasn't on the same level, you know? Yeah. So I was just going to do them. But ultimately, my girl, Sue. I mean, shout out to every woman in sports. Yep. Let's celebrate each other every day. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be March. Every day. Yeah, every single day. And support other women. Because Please support other women. I've come across a few like women in this field who like are not supportive at all. Like it's a competition. A few people I went to school with, um, when I went to Arizona State for a year, they were very competitive. And I actually met a really her name's Paige. She like mentored me and my friend and she was so cool. And she even said it. She was like, Too many girls are like see other girls as a competition that's not how it's supposed to be like we're supposed to help each other like no one's gonna steal anyone's job from each other but I think it's like we're kind of like not that we're trained to but that's how like it's just a tough um industry to break into but I always found that the most difficult when girls would try to compete and I'm like this is not what this is about like I don't care that much to compete with someone yeah I agree so that's why we became friends we don't compete with each other right it's like we we love seeing each other win and that's why we work so well together because we understand that there's space for both of us and I feel like a lot of times if another woman makes you feel like 
she's trying to compete with you. I don't think it's, I know it's easier said than done, but don't take it personal because honestly, they're just doing what this system has perpetuated for generations. Like Like, they make us feel like there's only room for one. And it sucks that we have to, that some of us feel like we have to turn against each other to conform to this system that's flawed. Like we should be trying to change it. Even though we only talked about a few women on here, um, like I said earlier, we want to dedicate this episode to all the women, not even just in sports, just women in general. We are strong. We're powerful. We're anything we want to be. So this is just your reminder to live your best life, live how you want to live, fulfill all your dreams, and do whatever you need to do to be happy. That sounds super cheesy, but it's true. Like, no, it's true. <laughs> it's like I feel like at times like women don't think they can do both. Like they can't follow their dreams and be successful in other aspects just because that's how we're trained. Yeah, like, you don't have to conform to any type of societal standards. You can be whatever type of woman you want to be. Like, that's the lesson here. Amen, Chrissy. Perfectly said. (laughs) You have a way with words. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm just, like, so See, women supporting women. You know, I'm just so rough around the edges, and Chrissy is, like, sounds like a little, like, fairy, like, (laughs) twinkling the dust, and I'm like, so do this and do that. (laughs) (laughs) i'm crying oh my god (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning into season two episode two of did you catch that with cassie and chrissy please be sure that you're subscribed to us on spotify and that you're following us on twitter and instagram at dyct podcast again that's dyct podcast and you will hear from us next week happy women's history month